0: Amen, amen, and amen Amen. Um, Thank you all for the Lending your voices And all those things To get us to this time I'm going to go to the Book of Hebrews chapter 2 Hebrews chapter 2 Amen And we're going to be looking at Verses 1 through 4 Amen What version are you using? Uh, I'm using from the Christian Standard Bible Father, we come before you in Jesus' name, just asking, Lord, that you will be with us when this first time about to have your word. Pray, Lord, that uh, you would speak through me and that you would help your people to see your word differently through this time and that you would be ruler over this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus, amen. Okay. When you're there, just you say, I'm there. I'm there. Amen. Okay, you're there. All right. For this reason, and we're looking at verses one through one through four, Hebrews two, one through four. For this reason, we must pay attention all the more to what we have been well, from what to what we have heard, so that we will not drift away. For the message spoken through angels was legally binding, and every transgression and disobedience received a just punishment. How will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? This salvation has beginning when it was spoken by the Lord, and it was confirmed by those who heard him. Mm-hmm. At the same time, God also testified by signs and wonders and various miracles and distributions of the gifts of the, from the Holy Spirit according to his own will. May God bless his word in Jesus' name. Amen. The title, if I had to put a title to this message, I would call it So Great a Salvation. So great a salvation. So great of salvation. The purpose of this message is for you and I to understand that salvation is something that we should not neglect, and as Christians, that we should re- that as Christians we should have our passions rekindled and our our love grown for Jesus Christ. The first thing I want us to see in our text this morning is paying attention to what we have heard. Many of us, um, that's coming from verse one. Many of us had parents that reminded us to pay attention and follow directions. Amen. This same principle applies to hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. We must pay attention to what we have heard. Amen. Concerning Him, concerning Him, Him being Jesus Christ, and what Jesus reco- and the way He requires for us to have a personal relationship with Him as our Savior and our Lord. Yeah, yeah. Now, a lot of people, they want, they want a Savior, but they really don't want a Lord for real. Because of the fact that for you to be, for you to be saved, you must not just um, ask Jesus to be your Savior. You have to ask him to be your Lord. That means he calls the shots. And a lot of us don't really like authority. So when we hear, oh, we need to um, make Jesus our Lord and our Savior, we oftentimes um, have to explain what that really means. Because that means that Jesus is now calling the shots in your life. He is now the the ruler of your life. You're no longer the captain of your own soul anymore. You have to go by his guidelines and his rules. Amen. Um, To make things plain, we must take seriously God's call to salvation. Amen. And the radical demands of Jesus for those who desire to follow him, which is found in Matthew 16, 24 and 25. You can read that in your leisure time. Many people who attend our churches... Sometimes have not counted the cost of what it really means to follow Christ. In our text, we see a similar situation where the writer of Hebrews is writing to is writing to people who have knowledge of Old Testament teachings and have seen God do wondrous things. And he's reminding them that they are without excuse when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And just as um, the book of he- in in the book of Hebrews there were unbelievers in their churches, and there there are unbelievers in our churches so we 're not we 're not we 're not by ourselves so there were there have always been um the saved amongst the unsaved in our churches, and we must be aware of that so that way we can know who to evangelize to. Because mm-hmm. sometimes the most people that they evangelize to is in your very own congregation sometimes That's right. That's right. That's okay. so in the Hebrews. 12 25 26 it says this see to it that you do not reject the one who who speaks for if they did not escape when they rejected him who warned them on earth even less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven his voice shook the his voice shook the earth at that time but now he has promised yet more will I shake not only the earth but also the heavens. We must know and understand that because we have been given so much revelation, we must take seriously, seriously yeah. the call of salvation to salvation through Jesus Christ. Yeah. As Christians, we must allow God to kindle our passion and love for him. Where we in the areas where we have grown cold, and if you're if you're a Christian in this room, I know that there are Christians in this room. <laughs> right. So, if you have grown cold and and you have some way in some way lost your love for Jesus Christ, there's a passage in Revelation that talks about this church in Laodicea, and they were saying he was saying that Jesus Jesus was saying to that church that um you've done all these great things, but you've lost your first love. Mm-hmm. So, I would um encourage you to ask the Lord to help you in whatever areas that you that you see where you have grown cold in your love for Jesus Christ. The second thing I want us to see is, is that there is no escape for those who ignore the message, and we see that in verses 2 through 3. In verses 2 and 3, what we see is that the writer of Hebrews brings to the witness stand, and shows, brings the angels to the witness stand, rather, and he shows the readers that there is they have no excuse when it comes to the message being spoken to them. We see this more plainly in Deuteronomy 33 and verse number two, which says this. He said, the Lord came from Sania and appeared to them in Seir and shone, shone on them from Mount Paran and came with 10,000 holy ones with lightning from his right hand for them. And what on the writer on writers referring to there is um but I, from what I've been studying is the Mount Sinai experience where Moses has been given the ten I mean where, where Moses given the ten commandments and the, the numerous different experiences that Moses has had with God and he is he is using those things as a witness tool to say you have no excuses you know all these things mm-hmm. so these these Hebrew the people in these in, in the Hebrew church they were familiar with Old Testament theology they were familiar with Old Testament stories. So they knew all these things And they were He was reminding them of What was really true about All these stories The writer of Hebrews to these messages spoken By angels to be legally binding In other words It was proved to be reliable And if that message is true and reliable How will we escape as the text says If we neglect such a great salvation So in the B clause of verse number three, we see the climax, what I, call, what I call the climax of this passage, that the writer of Hebrews refers to the one who is greater than the angels. Well, he's, and, and, he's Daniel's ancient of days. He's Jeremiah's righteous branch. He's the Lord Jesus Christ. And what the text says is that this salvation was spoken through him. And it and it was confirmed by those who heard him. This is referring to the gospel writers, who record the life and ministry of our Lord. Now, now this is how this is one of the ways that you know that the Bible is true, is that even P, even Peter has said that they were not following um various myths when they were writing what they were writing, they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And um, Luke says this concerning his gospel in Luke chapter one, verses one through two. He says this, many have undertaken to compile a narrative about the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as the original eyewitnesses and servants of the word handed them down to us. What the writer of Hebrews is communicating is that Jesus has spoken, the message that Jesus has spoken is far greater than the angels, because Jesus is greater than the angels. That was the argument that was presented in chapter one that connects us to chapter two. So because the son is greater than the angels, because Jesus is greater than the angels, we must hear what Jesus has said. Amen. And Jesus says that if you want to follow him, he says, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow him. Amen. Now picking up your cross is a lot of different things. It, it could be the burdens of life. It could be all those things, but ultimately it's laying your life down for Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So you must consider what Jesus has said. Amen. Amen. So, as Christians, we must remember that the words of Jesus are important. But we and we must pattern our lives to His word. Amen. Amen. And then, wh- wh- what I want us to see is that, like, J- that Jesus has given us the blueprint to what we're sp- how we're supposed to. Um, to show compassion to people because he was he, he he was God in the flesh, he did everything perfectly even though he knew that we wouldn't do everything perfectly he was our example and he was our he was our standard bearer when no when um when nobody else really was Amen. so he was showing us the way to do things and the way to how to be compassionate with people the way to um evangelize people because even the way Jesus even told people about himself he was even the compassionate with people mm-hmm. so we need to have that same compassion and that same grace towards others. Amen. And um, finally, what we see um, is, the message confi- is the message confirmed. And the message confirmed is found in verse number four. The writer of Hebrews also brings another witness to the witness stand, the signs and the wonders that Jesus and the apostles have done throughout the New Testament. These signs and these wonders are demonstrations of God's power and glory, and they serve as a testimony to remind us that God. You, they serve as a testimony to remind us that God is duty to spark particular things to show us that He has all power. Um, if you remember in uh, the Book of Kings where, um, Elijah was battling with the prophets of Baal to see who whose God was going to bring down fire from heaven. If you remember that story, and those um. And those prophets of Baal, the fire didn't come down from them. Elijah kept, continued to pray and continue to pray and continue to pray, and the, and the fire came down and showed that God, that, that, that this God, the true and living God, Amen. was the true God. Amen. And even Jesus even used miracle to show His power and to show His glory. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna give you an example in John chapter four, verses 46 through 53. This is on um, a very familiar passage of scripture. He went again to to Cana of Galilee, where he had turned water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son was ill at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had come to to Galilee into the Judea into Galilee rather, he went to him and pleaded with him to come down and heal his son, since, his, since he was about to die. Jesus told him, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Sir, the official, the official said to him, come down before my boy dies. Go, Jesus told him, your son will live. Okay. The man believed what Jesus said and departed. While he while he was still going down, his servants met him saying that the boy was alive. Right. Mm-hmm. He asked them at what time he got better. He said, yesterday, and the noon, the fever left him. They an- they answered, the father realized this was the very hour at which Jesus had told him, your son will live. So he himself believed along with his whole household. So miracles were used as a witnessing tool, my friend. They were used as a tool to say, I, God alone has all power. Amen. So the, the reason why you should trust in Jesus Christ is because He has all power in His yes, he hands. He does. Yes. yes, He does. So God has always used miracles to show His uniqueness and greatness from all the false gods of this world. Because when you look at all the, the different miracles and different religions, you'll find that a lot of them have faulty. Foundations, but you can find that Jesus Christ and his miracles were found to be true, and they were found like that. That no matter what other people have said, Jesus' miracles, they happened, and people recovered from what they were dealing with and things of that nature. If you remember in uh, Acts, where Paul, where on um, the the the, uh, the apostles were going to the um. Walking down that road, and they were they met that lame man they and he and he was asking about silver and gold, and the apostle said, Silver and gold have I not, but what I have I give to you, in the name of Jesus get up and walk. And that man got up and walked. So Jesus so so Jesus that gave them power to do those things. And even in Matt and uh in Mark um sixteen, in the Great Commission, he, he he gives the apostles the authority to go and heal the sick and raise the dead and then tread upon scorpions. So they they were given special authority just like, we, just like how we are given spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. We are given things according to God's will. Each of us have a specific gift and a specific way for us to use those gifts. So even in those gifts, we are shown, we are using those to show God's glory. Amen. So in, in closing, um, I want us to all see is that God, like well, as Christians, we should remember that God is a healer, and He uses those particular gifts according to His own will, which I just communicated. Mm-hmm. So, in closing, I want us all to see that God offers all of us a plethora of evidence to show His not only His great power, but the the great salvation that He offers to all who will trust in Him. Amen. So, in the words of Mark one and fifteen. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Now, you might be asking me, what what, what is the good news? Well, Jesus came in the world to, to save sinners. So basically, that God came to save you, and he came to save me. So you need to trust in that. You need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. So the question I have for you today is, will you trust in Jesus? Amen. When you trust in him and when you give your life completely to him. And be not dismayed, with whatever betides you. God will take care of you. Amen. Thank you guys for your time. Amen. Uh, very good, very good message. Very good message this morning comes from our son. Um, he told us.